0: Okay, on March 8th, it was International Women's Day. And to celebrate, Burger King posted, women belong in the kitchen. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast on This Professional Life, where we talk about all things related to building and growing your professional career in today's world. My name is Chris, and when I'm not working on This Professional Life, I'm busy managing business development and marketing initiatives at Denton's, a global law firm.
1: And I'm Nina, and I'm, when I'm not working on This Professional Life, I'm busy managing clients at Edelman, a global communications firm.
0: So Nina, happy International Women's Day Uh it's weird that it's just one day. Very interesting with Burger King, and we're going to talk a little bit more about you know the marketing angle on what they did, but uh, I, I actually, honestly, I was taken back a little bit too when I first saw it, and it wasn't until you were scrolling through the Twitter stream that you realized that it was part of a marketing ploy, I would say, to bring some attention uh, to women uh, who are in the food industry. Um, but Nina, what are your thoughts when you first saw that tweet from Burger King?
1: Obviously it was an attention grabber. And I think to your point, like it was a marketing, uh, gimmick and when, but the thing is, is that, and on the New York times, they put out like a full page ad and yes, the header was, um, women belong in the kitchen, but then there's also supplementary text that went into, you know, how they're starting up a scholarship and the statistics about women who lead charge in a kitchen. And I was actually really impressed that Burger King is moving forward with this initiative because I had no idea. Like I had no idea that it was only what 7% of um, women are head chefs across the globe. So things like that, it was nice that it brought our attention to it. But at the same time, I think when I looked on Twitter and all you saw is that first tweet that said women belong in the kitchen. Of course I was like offended because you know, we've, as women like we've worked so hard to fight for equality and we still have a long ways to go, but it's interesting how far or how long, how long we've been working and we're still not there yet. And I think Burger King could have, they did an excellent job with their scholarship and bringing attention to the issue, but their choice of words were not good. (laughs) Right. There's no better way to say it. Yeah. Um, But also it's Burger King UK. So, Who is Burger King UK? I think that's another question to ask is, you know, I haven't heard anything from Burger King in the last couple of years. Um, I totally forgot what a Whopper was. And then (laughs) even more so like Burger King UK, that's not like a brand that's probably relevant to us in Canada or the U.S. So um, going back to our point earlier, I think that it was just like an attention grab and, you know, maybe to get a few folks through the door, but yeah, it was just a bad
0: so, so let me challenge you a little bit on that. Um, you know, so it clearly, perhaps the tactic they took uh, in drawing attention to this on International Women's Day may have been a little wrong. But could you, from a marketing and communication standpoint, say it was a success because now everyone's talking about it?
1: Yes, but it's negative, right? And I right. think the other thing is that their tweet went out, but then once they got this. Backlash, like they took their tweets down. So when I feel as a brand or when you're taking a stance like that and you're doing something really bold, you need to be confident. And the fact that they took it down, I mean, maybe they did feel bad. Maybe they realized like it wasn't the right tweet to put out. But I don't think that they stood their ground in the way that they should have. And that is kind of why it also became a little bit negative.
0: Yeah, and I have to say when they pulled it, I that's when I thought, well. Did they forget to get approval by... I mean, Burger King's a big company. You're right, Burger King UK, but it's still part of it, the international brand. Uh, There's still a board, very influential board that sits there. And I'm assuming the marketing department has to go through the executives f- to roll something out this big. So that's what kind of threw me is when they, when they pulled it, it I kind of said, did, did they not think this through now? Um, because you imagine with doing something like this that they would have talked about the different scenarios and you know what could could the backlash be negative and how do we approach that Um, I thought they would have had this all thought out Mm -hmm.
1: you know and I think one thing that comes to mind is that sometimes when somebody comes up with an idea other people depending on the relationship you have with that person you might not feel comfortable calling attention to this like you know, maybe somebody senior, maybe somebody on the board, this was their idea and the staff or the rest of the team didn't want to call them out or say anything. And I feel that it's very important that if you see something that you speak up. And another, I I know we've talked about this before but just having diverse groups of people at the table. So I don't know who was at the table. So maybe it was just a group, you know of people who thought that this was okay. But if you have different opinions that will also help with your crisis strategy. And perhaps that is what was missing in this situation.
0: Yeah, and and you bring up a good point. Like as younger professionals coming through the ranks, you know, do they really want to voice their opposition to this? Knowing that maybe, you know, the person who approves their performance review or perf- um, approves them climbing the corporate ladder is the one that came up with this idea. So it, it becomes really tough, right, for younger professionals who may who may have had the, um, call it foresight, in seeing, wow, this could go really bad, even though we ha- our intention is to bring light to this issue, but this is not going to go well. Um, so I don't know, Nina, what are some of the maybe strategies that, if this was the case at Burger King, you know, how, how do you voice your opinion?
1: For myself, personally, I've definitely been in that situation where you don't want to rock the boat. And I know we've also talked about this in our culture, it's that that's kind of what we're told, right? Within our family is, you, you know, keep your head down, keep working. If anyone who's senior to you, you respect them and you don't question their thought process, but that is changing in our work environment. And anytime something like this has happened, I've just raised my hand and said, this doesn't sit right with me. And I just wanna say that these are the reasons as to why. And at least I know I've done my part to say what I need to. And if senior leadership or whomever is driving the project doesn't agree, then I don't know, at the end of the day, it kind of falls on them. I've done what I can do. And in situations where I find that it's more serious of a topic, I will voice my opinion in a meeting. I will also follow it up with an email because that way you have a track record and should anything come back i know this sounds really bad you're not you're not throwing your coworkers under the bus but at least you can ex- like explain that thought process further and you can explain that hey you know a couple months back this is what we were talking about and i just want to make sure that this we can either you know use this in our conversations as we're finalizing the project or if something else comes up you're able to kind of share that thought process in other projects and with other teams so that everyone has visibility, I would say, say something in the meeting, feel confident to say so, um, and also follow it up with an email. And if you find yourself speaking up too often, it might, might not be the right place for you because you also don't <laughs> wanna be stuck in a place where you're consistently fighting to have your voice heard. And you know, if this company is pushing forward with clients that don't align with your values, You are going to burn out you're not going to put out quality work there's always going to be friction and you also have to get of course i want people to change the way things are but it gets to a point where you're trying to make those changes and you need to step out of it and pursue something different
0: yeah i you know from my experience too and i've made this mistake before and this is just me being young and naive is you know when i disagreed with something you know, you you make a big stink about it at the meeting uh, when you have your supervisor in front of the whole team. You need to understand the personality of who's making the decisions as well. Um, some of them, the, their biggest issue isn't that they won't listen to you; is they don't want to be called out, right? They don't want to seem like, well, I'm the supervisor here. So they may not have called an open door policy and just wanting everybody to voice their opinions. So I've also learned as well, you kind of need to play it by ear almost to see who is the person making the decision. And to your point, perhaps it's better worded on a one-on-one email to that person afterwards to say, hey, I've got some issues. I think this may not go well, but this is just my opinion. Um, but I thought I'd let you know. And perhaps it may you know, change your mind on how we proceed. Uh, ultimately, if you're a young professional, you may not have that decision-making part anyways. Uh, but I get it. like You want to at least voice your opinion and feel like, you're heard. Um, but I think you do need to keep in mind <laughs> who that person is in charge because it can affect how you approach that. So on this topic, let, let's do talk about a little bit more about International Women's Day. I mean, we, we have a lot of work left to do. And it baffles my mind that we do because to me, it's a no-brainer on like, even if we look at um, gender inequality when it comes to incomes and pay gaps. Uh, to me, I don't know why we still have this. It's a no-brainer that, you know, equal pay doesn't matter, you know, man or woman. Um, so I think International Women's Day, these are important to bring light that we still have a lot of work to do. Um, so let's talk about International Women's Day. Uh, what What's happening and what, what's going on and what still needs to be done, Nina?
1: One of the things that has been great is that we're starting to have these conversations and International Women's Day has actually been around for quite some time, but I would say just in the past couple of years, have we really started to promote it through our social media channels, through conversations, uh, even in the corporate world, hosting events and, you know, having our CEO send a note saying that this is an important day and we are celebrating it. I think that's a key difference is we're, women who stand up are sometimes seen as disruptors. And, you know, it's like, oh, she's just a angry woman. Like she's always going to have a problem with something. And I, when you turn it into a celebration for women, it automatically changes that narrative as to, this is something that's really exciting and let's talk about it. And yes, there are issues that we are uh, working towards, but let's look at everything that we've accomplished so far. And that is, it's unfortunate that that's how we have to shift the narrative to be heard, but I'm glad that that is something that we're doing. And we have a long way to go, I think, not just with pay, but also just how women are perceived. And I think that is why this Burger King tweet was, just hit our hearts so hard was because it's like, we've moved so far past this, but to still use a headline that says, women belong in the kitchen, it still hurts, right? And I fully, the rest of the paragraph that Burger King shared with us was amazing. And I'm so glad that we, they brought that to our attention, but it's just, it was just the headline that didn't sit well.
0: Yeah. You know, when I think back about it, I think equally, I think would have made an equal impact was even if they just tweeted out that stat that only 7% of chefs are women. I think that alone, I don't know, that would have caught my attention equally now that I think about it. Um, and it would have would not have gotten the negative backlash. I think people would have been like, yeah, wow, did not know that. And then scroll to read more. So I don't think they needed to do that. Um, some other interesting stats, Nia, that you uh, found also, and I think tied to COVID, we've seen women being impacted significantly more than men. Uh, since this global pandemic has started. Um, can you talk about some of those stats?
1: Yeah, and what I found was most interesting is COVID kind of started in March of 2020. And by April, the UN had already released a report on the unequal impacts of COVID. So to put a report together within a month's time, I speaks to the fact that this was a major deal and women were experiencing like much greater impact than men were. So just looking back, women are typically in, you know, service industry or customer service type of work. And that tends to be lower paying work. And everybody was impacted by COVID. So that lower um, SES, unfortunately, was hit a little bit tougher. And it was primarily a group of more skewed towards women.
0: There must be other examples of, uh, corporations that miss the mark on their ads, you know, whether it, it is when it comes to celebrating international women's day, uh, even maybe the black lives matter that happened this past summer. Um, you know, are there any ones that, you know, that come to mind for you?
1: There is a couple. So to be honest, when I first watched the Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad, the first time I honestly, I didn't understand. I was like, what? Like Pepsi. And I, that was just mind boggling. And then as I rewatched it and kind of dug deeper, I, I was thinking who thought that giving a Pepsi can would help, you know, just shut this protest down and everybody agrees and we have peace. It's not a real thing. And it, especially right now with the farmers protest in India, I'm realizing how just disconnected that ad was. So things like this do happen. Um, also, with Nivea's White is Purity, that just was very Ooh. difficult. Um, and I know, I don't know, they're probably just promoting their product. But again, it comes down to the choice of words that you use. But my one of my favorite ads has actually been the Nike ad with Colin Kaepernick. And so, as most of us know, Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the national anthem. And a lot of people were not okay with that stance. And again, you know, it's always people, people who are trying to influence change are considered disruptors in society. But I think Colin Kaepernick had a great point and it was diff- it was upsetting to hear that people weren't supporting the N- NFL because of him, but Nike took a stance and they started coming out with like, it was his face on their ad. And I know we saw Nike shoes being burned but they took this controversial topic put it into an ad and influence change. And that is what makes me so proud when marketers and advertisers do great things like this to make a change in society.
0: Yeah, and not that this is important to more, or not that this is more significant than the um, what they were trying to get across for the messaging, but financially they did benefit. I think the stats were uh, the couple quarters after Nike went and supported Colin Kaepernick and decided to take the stance, I think their sales were up like 20-something percent. So, and we've talked about this before. The more diversity you have, for example, on a board in a corporation, um, statistically has shown 16% better performance. So, I you know, society is changing. And I think consumers are expecting brands to take a stand. Um, and if brands don't, I think they... they A, from a financial standpoint, miss the opportunity, but B, they miss the opportunity to align themselves with, you know, where society is moving towards more inclusiveness and more diversity. So so I think, yeah, to your point with Nike, you know, it was a good decision.
1: And diversity doesn't just mean racial diversity. I think that in this last year, at least, that's kind of what people are focused on. But there's also, you know, having women on your board, having immigrants on your board, so people from different countries, having different abilities, um, having different education levels, different, you know, all of those things are what make people diverse. And just consider that. Don't try to just, you know, check off a box and be like, okay, well, we have one person of color on our board. We're good. No, there's like so much more to that. And I just, yeah, I think when we're talking about diversity, let's truly mean diversity.
0: Okay, everyone, thanks for taking time to listen to today's topic. Make sure you drop your comments about this and let us know what your stance are for the Burger King ads and maybe some other ads that maybe didn't get off to the right start, but had the right intent. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button, the follow and the like button. Every little bit helps. And also shoot us a message on other topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. We'll catch you next time on This Professional Life.